Hello, yes, this is Ian Lee. Sorry, I'm slightly in shock because I've just seen a weird Japanese girl walking past. In, you can just see her going down there. In sort of like a schoolgirl uniform, but with a long cape and a French beret. Oh yeah, by the way, I'm in Tokyo. Hello, we are indeed at the Tokyo Game Show 2009. Uh, this is Nick Taylor from MSN Tech and Gadgets, and with me, Mr Ian Lee. And with us, of course, is Jane. Oh no, she's not. She's in London. That's a shame, not showing off, but it's, you know, this is genuinely very exciting. You've been in Japan for a few days, though. I, I have, yeah. Well, I got here two days ago, and I'm, I'm still crippled with jet lag, but, um, yeah, we've been uh, hammering the game show uh, today and yesterday as well when it kicks off. I've got, this. it's quarter past five on Friday evening. I arrived in Japan at half past nine Friday morning, did not sleep on the plane, except through one Who song, and then I woke up again, because I listened to the Who, you can't sleep listening to that. So I, I feel like I'm very drunk, I can barely string a sentence together. But we have made it to the Tokyo Game Show, uh, and it's just quite overwhelming. <laughs> It's really overwhelming. <laughs> it's, it's a bizarre place and uh, absolutely huge. Well, once you're down on the hall, uh, there's some immense booths down there, Xbox. Some immense booths. Booths. You did say booths. i tell you why I, I had to, 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 to make sure. Because this is... the. This is, I, I, I've not been to E3 or any of the other things, but I imagine that only Japan could pull off something quite like this. Loads and loads of video games and loads of really hot women in uh, not really wearing many clothes, but... Not a big deal isn't being made of it. It's just women in short dresses, very politely handing out flyers and letting us have our picture taken with them. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they're, they're far far preferable to the uh, to the fellas with megaphone straps around them who scream at you as you go past. There's a lot of megaphones. Right. Um, listen, this is only a short podcast because this is a freebie, kids. None of us are getting paid for this, and this jolly is coming off my own back. But have you seen anything, Nick, that's made you go, "Yes, this is the future of video games." I haven't seen the future here. Um, I, I've seen something that's meant to be the future, uh, we, which we just took a look at, um, which was Avatar. Um, we strapped on our 3D glasses and took a look at a, a build of that that I, I don't believe has been shown anywhere else before. Do we know when Avatar's being released, the game? I know that the film comes out at the end of this year, so presumably the game is tying in with that. Um, I, I don't know an exact release. Probably be a Christmas. You'd imagine a Christmas release, I guess. Uh, well, th yeah, we saw. Av uh, played Avatar. Um, had a very talkative chap selling us. Very nice. Everyone here has been has been absolutely lovely. But boy, he could talk about Avatar like there's no tomorrow. Preview. So who knows how it's going to change in the next few months? Could be a completely different game. I was slightly underwhelmed by the experience. Yeah, yeah, I, I'd agree. It was it was a little bit difficult, really, to see where where it was going. I think. Um, the whole concept in the we, we played one stage and we were these sort of blue-skinned tribal people, and then suddenly you switch and you're you're a commando in the jungle, and it it felt like it's stitching a, a lot of games together w without really being a game in its own right. Um, there was that thing that I find annoying, which is why I don't play RPGs, where you have to go up to someone and you have that bit where you talk, where you're just really pressing the button. And he says, "Right, we need to go to the other side of this massive map and um, pick up my cat that's run away," which I think is actually is a Zelda. Quest, I would say it out loud. Something like, my cat's run away, go and pick it up and bring it back and I'll give you a quid or something nonsense like that. Oh, I can't be bothered. Yeah, I mean, obviously the, the standout thing and the only thing that I really noticed about it was the 3D aspects. And you wear these kind of funky looking glasses that made us both look a bit like Woody Allen. And um, you get an amazing 3D effect out of it. You, you really do. But 
I, I think it's um, it's it's going to be divisive because I, I couldn't get on with it personally. You were having a bit of a whitey. You uh, stopped and took your glasses off and very subtly. You didn't do it in a rude. I can't stand it anymore. But you kind of let me take over playing it and get very very quiet. Were you all right? Uh, yeah. Well, I didn't run screaming from the room, but I was. Uh, I, I just found it very, very hard to focus on the screen with the whole 3D thing going on because it, it, it was doing something to uh, to the way that like my brain perceives vision that, that didn't quite work for me. I, yeah, 3D because we were talked about 3D. I think in the last podcast we did in London, uh, and I've been reading a lot, and it's the first time I've seen it in video games. And I played Avatar where I didn't think it really added anything to the game uh, and I played, I didn't play Wipeout, sorry, I, I saw Wipeout and I was wearing 3D glasses at the time and it looked amazing but they only let you see one lap, so you've got three minutes and I'm now thinking after seeing Avatar that maybe if it was three laps or if it's a couple, you, you know, you're there for half an hour maybe it gets a bit wearing and is a bit headache inducing and doesn't add anything to the game. Yeah, that, that's definitely my worry. I mean, uh, if, if you have a serious session on Wipeout anyway, after a while, you really start to feel it. 3D is just so much more taxing on your on your eyes and on your brain processing it all. And um, I, I personally don't think that I would really want to sit down on the sofa and, and play that kind of game in that kind of format. I'm 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 a 2D boy still. Yeah, I I wasn't sure. Saw Wipeout, loved it, uh, but yeah, Avatar has made me think. Maybe uh, is Avatar solely a 3D release? Is there, the, is there a way to toggle between 2D and 3D? As far as I understand, it's it's 3D only. Um, but having said that, the uh, the Disney games that came out that just use the old blue and red glasses, you could switch it on and off on those. So I I don't see why they couldn't. You're colour blind. I don't think you can see 3D. My friend Agent Chris, we went and saw Superman where bits of it were in 3D. At the end, he went, "That was rubbish." And we're going, no, "What about the bit when he stopped the plane?" He goes, what? And we found out he was colour blind. So. I, uh, yeah, it doesn't work. It doesn't register on his eyes. So maybe there's an issue there. You saw Splinter Cell. Yes, I did. I did, and that that looked very cool indeed. Um, it was uh, a level um, set in Washington D.C. where um, some some dude has planted a load of massive EMP bombs all over the place, ready to blow up the city. So uh, yeah, Sam Fish is in there trying to sort things out and um, it, it looked it looked very smart the the whole stealth system has been um, worked on a bit so that now it's well, it's called a dynamic stealth, stealth system so it's much swifter much more fluid um, you mark out multiple targets and then you go in there and uh, you can you can take them out with some automated help from from the system as well um, looks really cool we saw a, a variety of weapons none that haven't been seen before it's like uh, sticky cameras and uh, flashbangs and things like that um, but the whole thing has a really polished look in in that it doesn't rely on any cinematic cutscenes Every, everything is done on the fly in real time so as you start the level your objectives are projected onto a wall in front of you for instance and as you walk in front of the wall they're projected onto your body as, as you're walking past so it all looks really cool like that and you pick up the storyline through conversations that you overhear as you go through the game um, it doesn't look like a massive sea change from previous Splinter Cell games but uh, from what little with Splinter Cell it is uh, it's brilliant you know and it, I, I think it's one of those games what on earth is going on there? I think it's one of those games where um, you can kind of do too much to it, really, and, you know, it suddenly it becomes something else, and I'm quite happy for it 
to you know to for another game to come out that was like the last one i should say by the way if this sounds rubbish quality we're, we're virtually recording this on a phone you know it, it might as well be a, a cassette where we're press, pressing play and record this is all very very low key so i hope it sounds all right the apologies if it doesn't but you know uh that's what you get um i'm trying to think what else i've seen there's just i walked in and was jet lagged and exhausted you walk into this hall and it's huge and there, how does this compare to e3 because you've been there as well, haven't you? Yeah, well, the thing is, I went to E3 last year, which was a very different experience because it was all behind closed doors and there was no question of the public coming in or anything. So, none of the developers bothered with the big flashy booths. There was another razzmatazz and all of that sort of thing. And uh, apparently, that changed this year. Um, so, I can't com comment on what it was like then. But, so for me, this, this shows the the biggest one that I've seen of, of this type. I love the razzmatazz, man, and the, yeah. and the weird, we're kind of a bit out of the centre of Tokyo, and it's this weird, very quiet, huge, sprawling estate, and there's this, this massive, it's like Wembley exhibition, so Wembley, whatever, what's Wembley called? Wembley, isn't it? My, my brain is going, this will end in a minute, because I can't do much more speaking. Uh, so it's this weird thing, and you walk in, it's all very quiet, and we're like, well, are we in the right place? And then suddenly you walk into the hall, and it is just, the noise hits you, and it's, it's a really dark hall with just these flashing neon lights and stuff, but, um, we're really lucky. We've come on press days. The, the the real the kids get to come in tomorrow, and you're coming tomorrow as well, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, coming along tomorrow and Sunday. I, I I believe so. Yeah, they they say in total 180,000 people come here over the four days. So obviously the bulk of those are on the Saturday yeah. and the Sunday, and it's going to be mad in there. I mean the the queues for the games are already pretty big, yeah. and you. You know, I, I queued for over an hour to not play a game yesterday. Was this, was this God of War? Yeah. And you queued for an hour and you were second in line and then you had to go I, I had somewhere to else? I had, I had an appointment to go and see Konami, so I, I didn't want to break that. Um, so, I, yeah, I, I thought an hour would be plenty to get to the front of this queue and play it, and it turns out I was wrong. I'm not, I've, I've, I've only watched Wipeout. We, we, we went to the, uh, the Ubisoft room and played a few games there. I, I just couldn't be bothered with the queuing. It was, it was enough for me to see them being played. Uh, very quickly, Red Steel 2 is another game that we did play on. Yep. Uh, it made me motion sick. I, I yeah. did, did, did something to my brain. Yeah, you, you didn't take to it, did you? I, I was, that, that was the one that freaked you out. Yeah, Avatar yeah. was the one that freaked me out. I, I, I liked Red Steel. It was, it was good fun. Um, it's, it it, oh, it does. And it benefits hugely from Motion Plus. It utilises that. And so they've really focused on the sword play for this one, which was kind of an afterthought in, in the first one. And um, it's it's, it's, it feels like you're flashing around with a sword, so, you know, what, what more could you want from a, from that kind of game? Sounds like a dream come true. Right, listen, I have to go to bed, man. I'm, I'm, I'm gone. Yeah. Tomorrow I'm going to see some sumo, which I'm very excited about. We've got our tickets. Day after that I'm seeing a friend playing in an orchestra in the open air. On Monday, can I buy you dinner? I, I would be honoured. That would be great. This is great. We've been talking about hanging out for ages, like about the last 14, 15 months doing it in Tokyo, that'll do. Let's do it in Japan, why not, yeah. It's a shame you're not here, Jane. We miss you. Bye. How do you say goodbye in Japanese? Sayonara. Ah, sayonara. Beautiful. Perfect. Thanks. Well done.